Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Shining Through. I just experienced something that blew my mind. I went to the Pixar exhibit at our museum, and it was so cool to think about how they make all the different pieces of the Pixar movies. One of the exhibits was showing all of those balloons that helped lift up the house on Disney's movie Up. And it talked about all of the different shades of colors that they had to decide for each of the pixels, depending on how the light was hitting those balloons and how one red balloon had so many different shades in it. It was mind blowing. One of the other things I loved is how they talked about the challenges of different characters, how Merida's hair in Brave with all of those curls was a difficult challenge to see how they bounce and how they sit. Or how Gusto in Ratatouille was this big floating formless ghost and how that was difficult to figure out on the computer. But one of the ones that really stumped them was Joy from Inside Out because her character constantly has light beaming from her at every point. Every time she moves, the light bends around her. If you haven't seen Inside Out, I highly recommend it, especially to teach kiddos about empathy. Because it shows this journey of a little girl and how her different emotions interact with each other for her to try and figure out what she's feeling when her parents move to a different city. It's especially beautiful how sadness and joy interact with each other. One of the things the movie Inside Out talks about is how there are core memories that we make in moments that are really important to us. And I almost missed a chance for one of these core moments recently because my emotions were at war with something that was happening with my son. You see, my son has played piano since he was six years old. I honestly was scared to have him start that young, but a woman in my church singled him out and said, this boy would love to play piano. Can I please teach him? And I told her, yes, as long as I didn't have to make him practice, because I didn't want him to hate it like I did as a kid. Gratefully, she said yes to that, and we jumped in and started teaching him. And I'm so glad that I listened to that woman because my son is now in love with piano, practices without being asked, gets up in the morning, puts his headphones in our electric piano, and just sits and plays. Every time he gets frustrated, he'll go and use the piano to help him calm down. It's become a really beautiful thing in his life. Well, recently she gave him a new song that was really quite hard. And she told him she wanted him to play it in our church. And he was all excited to learn something and play it for the congregation. But then he started practicing it and it was really hard. And I could tell he had all of this resistance around this song. But he also had a lot of pride that he's good at the piano. And ironically, my husband had played the song Piano Man recently by Billy Joel. And it's also a difficult song. And so my son latched onto that song and started practicing it instead. Well, I got a little frustrated because he wasn't honoring his commitment to his piano teacher. I told them, you can't play Piano Man until you've practiced this other song first. So what did he do? He sat down, put the music up, plowed through it one time terribly and miserably, and then played Piano Man. And that was his way to solve this problem. And it kept creating tension in our relationship with piano, something that had been so beautiful before, where I'd never really had to make him practice. Well, I was done with it. I thought, this is not how I want to have my relationship with piano. So I sat down with them and said, we're both frustrated about this song. 
let's make a decision so we don't have to stay frustrated. Are you going to commit to learning this song or not? You really don't have to. If it's too hard for you, you don't have to play it. And he responded to me and said, yes, I do, mom. My teacher will be so disappointed and I, I think I can do it. it. I just feel overwhelmed by it. And I said, okay, then choose it. Let's choose in. Let's practice it. Let's break it down and do it. And he immediately responded to that too and said, but I really don't want to. I don't even like the song. It's too hard. I don't enjoy playing it. It makes me not like piano, mom. And so I said, again, you don't have to. And we went back and forth like this where I'd give him the permission to not do it and he'd resist it. And then I'd tell him, okay, let's do it. And he'd resist it. And there was this fatigue that was coming from him not making a decision. Well, in that moment, I said a little silent prayer in my heart and asked God to help me because I didn't know what to do to help my son. And I had this parable, this metaphor come to my mind. And it really, really helped. I told him, son, if you're trying to drive a car, there's two pedals that help you. There's a gas pedal and a brake pedal. If you have your feet on the gas and the brake and you're trying to push down on them at the same time or quickly go from one to the other, what's going to happen? And he sat and thought about it for a minute and he thought, well, you're not really going to go anywhere. Yeah. And is it going to be good for the car to be doing that or will it wear the car out? Yeah, it'll wear the car out. Also, how frustrating is it for the driver to try and go anywhere? And that's what's happening. Do you think the driver would be worn out too? He's like, yeah, I can see that. Well, that's what you're doing with this piano song. You're trying to push on the gas and the brake at the same time. And it's wearing out your relationship with piano. And I can't even enjoy the other songs you play like Piano Man because there's this tension that we're trying to resolve. You need to decide whether you are going to either push the gas or push the brake. It's not the hard song that is frustrating. It's the fact that you're not deciding. That is called decision fatigue. And you don't have to be experiencing that. It doesn't have to feel so heavy. Let's say a little prayer and then we can decide whether you're going to push the gas or the brake on this song. And he opened his heart and was willing to make that decision. And ultimately, he did choose that he wanted to play it, but that he wanted to take it at a slower pace. So when his piano teacher came, they broke down the song into smaller bites so that he didn't feel as much pressure to get that done in between each lesson. Choosing in with his heart that he really actually wanted to do it gave him the belief that he could. And he got excited about it again. And I got excited about hearing him play the other songs again. And he, by himself, put the rule down that he would practice the song before Piano Man. Now he sits down and plays both of them really, really well. And recently we went on a trip and he brought his piano music with him so that he could play those songs for our family. And that core memory moment that I told you about, like an inside out, happened while we were on this trip. We were at my sister's house and he started playing Piano Man. Well, a bunch of us flocked to him and started singing Piano Man. And my husband even pulled out his harmonica and was playing the harmonica part. 
And it was just one of those fulfilling mom moments where your heart just wants to burst with pride and joy because I've always wanted to just sing while my kids play the piano. I'm so glad that I didn't let the decision fatigue keep me in a negative place with that song so that I could enjoy that moment with my son and my family. What decisions are you struggling to move forward on in your life? Are you experiencing this decision fatigue? You might not feel ready to make a decision. It might feel too hard or that you want both the yes and the no. Or you might be avoiding the pain or the discomfort that it's requiring for you to make that decision. Kind of like my episode recently about avoiding pain. You're leaning away from it and it's creating other exhausting results in your life. The truth is that it's like trying to drive a car where you're putting your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. It's hurting you and exhausting the process. I was talking to a friend recently who was trying to make a decision about moving and she just felt exhausted by the whole process. You know how this feels when you're trying to make these big decisions for your family and they feel so heavy and you're just worn out like you don't have any more brain space to even make that decision. She even said to me, I just don't feel like I'm in a clear enough place to make this decision because I'm so tired. Gratefully, I had recently had this experience with my son and the piano and help her see that it was the lack of making a decision that was creating that fatigue, not the decision itself. Well, the next day she sent me a text and said, hey, I'm ready to make this decision. Will you help me process it? And we spent about a half hour just talking through pros and cons, what her motives were and how she was feeling. And by the end of that time, she made the decision of where she's going to move. And that's a pretty big decision. She was afraid she would make the wrong one. But part of our discussion was that faith can replace that fear. Sometimes we don't make a decision because we're worried about making the wrong decision. When we sit and just wait, hoping that he'll spoon feed it to us and tell us what's the right way, we miss the chance to exercise that faith and build that confidence from within that we can move forward and interpret God's guidance. This friend of mine courageously said, I'm going to move forward with faith and I don't need to sit in indecision and exhaust myself anymore. If you are avoiding making a decision, stop right now and commit that within the next 24 hours, you will decide. Just decide. You can prayerfully make that decision and bring it to God and he will help you know. But if you are taking longer than that, it's most likely out of fear or exhaustion. And you don't have to stay in either of those places. And this works for big decisions and little decisions. Simple things like what we're going to have for dinner. If you don't make that decision and just kind of put it off over and over again, it follows you, it builds. And then in the moment when you actually have to make the decision, it usually is harder to make it than if you were to make it beforehand. Or when somebody texts you and asks you something, you're not sure whether you want to say yes or no. And so you just kind of let it hang out there in the cloud waiting for you to make a decision. And it's exhausting to have these open loops following you around. Don't create decision fatigue. Move forward in faith. Remember that God has your back and he will help you make the decisions and redirect you if you're not moving in the right direction. You can do this one decision at a time. You have the inner wisdom 
and the heavenly help to make any decision you need to right now. Believe that you can. Take action and move forward with faith. You've got this, my friends. Have a blessed day. Healing is possible. If you feel stuck on your healing journey, you do not have to stay there. I've created an empowering quiz that helps you know exactly why you're stuck, what phase you're at in your healing journey, and gives you three simple things you can do right now to help you move forward. All you have to do is go to thelightcoach.com slash quiz and take this free five-minute quiz. I promise it will help you move forward and create that life of peace, hope, courage, and joy that you want to live. It simply starts by taking a quiz and seeing what's possible. I can't wait to see what you create next.